0: Episode 284. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Trevor, along with you in the Tech Guide um, studio, theatre. What do you studio, want to call it,
1: Stephen? Studio slash theatre slash man cave slash pleasure dome.
0: Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Stephen Fenning from techguide.com.au off the top. Thank you for that. And I think I want to record somewhere else right now. <laughs>
1: Well, this is a room where you you enjoy yourself in here, mate. This is the whole – that's the idea of this whole place.
0: How about we move on to Two Bokes Talking Tech? Well, I'll tell you one place it isn't a pleasure dome, Samsung. Yeah. I mean – They've had their fair share of woes over the last six months. Um, August the 19th, the uh, Note 7 came out to so much fanfare. We were both big fans of it, you much more than me, but certainly I was me thought though. it was a high-quality product. Yep. Yep. Um, but it was very quickly... <laughs> r- r- very quickly reduced to to tears in essentially yeah. for for users and Samsung we're uh, in Berlin and Samsung get the word that there's fires in the things or incidents as Samsung yeah, call them yeah. they recall the device they uh, they check the battery they find a new battery manufacturer a completely separate company they roll out new phones they sell 3 million of them that are activated and then there's more fires, more incidents, and they have to recall and cease production of the product. They've recalled 96% of them, which tells me there's 120,000 still out there somewhere in the world. They're just souvenirs. They're souvenirs. Just bricked, bricked souvenirs now. And, um, and I think we, we were waiting for this week pretty, pretty solidly. And I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to have said it took them too long, but actually- Having watched them on Monday, lunchtime, our time, stand up in South Korea and uh, DJ Koh, the, the head of their mobile division, saying, look, here's what happened, here's what we did, and then here's some companies that we, yeah. that we paid to investigate that was third parties. That was impressive. Yeah. I think it was comprehensive. Remember we talked about what they needed to do and we talked yes. about how Apple's Ben Gate brings some journeys into the factory and yeah. you know follow that, that, that theory? I think they did as good, if not a better job than that.
1: And yeah. um, I, th- I think that this would have happened sooner if it hadn't have been for Christmas and CES. Probably. I think this was probably all that information was probably ready to go before Christmas. Well, one of the one of the so let's let's
0: just run through it. So Samsung initially go right here. What the hell happened here? Obviously, um, mm. you know heads would have been rolling if they didn't work it out. So they got two hundred thousand phones assembled. Yeah. They got thirty thousand batteries separate to the phones, and they tested them. Fully, and they—it t- was very re-charge smart. Re-charge they tested different voltages. They tested the fast charge mechanism. They tested the iris wireless, scanner. They wireless. tested wireless versus wi- uh, yeah. wired. They tested the USB C. So they—they they basically went everything that we innovated in this product. Yeah. Should we check that that didn't cause it? Yes. Because you know, I mean, I think I even said you know maybe it was the iris scanner because it's something new and it's yeah. something. Checked that, check that at all? Yeah. And they checked it all, right? Yeah. And I think that was smart. And so what they did with those two hundred thousand phones and then thirty thousand batteries, they realized that the incident. Of the the, the fires yeah. or explosions or you know burning batteries was as high in the batteries on their own as it was in the phones with batteries in them. So therefore, it's just the battery. The battery. Yeah. And they had uh, originally, when the first recall happened, they had a company, a couple of companies, analyse the first round of batteries from as we call them manufacturer yeah. A.
1: And there was a it very just, clear. Just font. before you explain this, what fascinated me about the the battery explanation yeah. was, and it actually taught taught me a lot about the design of the battery, and and the the, the name for it it stuck in my head too. The jelly roll design. Mm. So this was the cells wrapping around each other with separators in between, mm. and. That was that. I think we need to sort of keep that in mind to understand what went wrong. If you
0: think of the jelly roll like an onion, okay, you've got your onion ring, but and all of those rings. Uh, in a jelly roll of a battery should not be touching because right. they, they, they have to be separated so that they yeah. don't cause a fire, oh, a, a short circuit. And essentially what happens in these batteries, and you've got to remember we're talking about a battery that is millimetres thick, right? Yeah. So this jelly roll is, is minute. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable, the, the technology it's in there. A pouch design. It's in a little pouch yeah. as well. And and if anything goes wrong in there, and this is why, you know, if you, uh, you know, hammer a battery, it could absolutely explode. There's a bunch of ways you can make a lithium-ion battery you know, it's cause a fire, right? That's why we've seen you know drones run into buildings and and, and explode because you know what? It's a pretty big impact from thirty stories high yeah. falling down, and the batteries will uh, yeah, ignite. Yeah, ignite. So what they found was that they that the very corner of this little uh, first battery was basically uh, bent. It was it was squashed, and that jelly roll, as you said, the onion rings were pushed together, and yeah. in in some cases, and obviously not every phone, but in a, in a large number of phones. Yeah. It it caused a short circuit. The separators
1: were compromised and there there was a short circuit Short
0: circuit, overheat, and the overheat either becomes melting or a bit of sparks. Smoke. Could be anything, right? A whole range of different things have been seen with this. And that's bad, right? Shocking, a bad manufacturing, bit of a problem for manufacturer.
1: That's what we should point out, though. This was a defect of the battery. It was proven that the... The device itself, the battery management system, which was way above what standard ex- expectations, mm. and all of these, the stuff on the phone side did not cause it.
0: That's right. And, and they they narrowed it down to the battery, and they, they had the battery manufacturer yes. investigated. Now, they call the manufacturer A and B, but,
1: yes, Battery A was the first one. Yes, yes,
0: but let's let's be clear. We don't know for sure, or or, or frankly care. But
1: Samsung probably owned one, at least one of the battery companies. Well, they, they were located <laughs> in China. We should point out. Yeah. So Battery A comes back. Samsung says, "Right, we need to fix this." So they tweak the design, send it off with the same specifications, same power outputs. It needs to be mm-hmm. same specifications. Let's send it off to a different factory, and get them to make it. And then what happens? Battery B comes back and, and and has
0: failures at a higher rate than battery A. Yeah. And Another but, defect. But here's the thing: it's a completely separate defect, yeah, nothing does, to do with it. bloody jelly rolls. It's about yeah. the weld of one the of weld
1: the points, uh, weld points yeah, and stuff. Yeah, unbelievable we're luck. Talk, we're talking micron measurements here. So this is like a breadth of a hair, even smaller, but we're still big enough these weld points to. Pierce the separators and then go into that the different cells with that your jelly roll design. Yeah. So you're talking separate battery, separate, separate factory, company. and another defect, which yeah. which I described in my story as just being just terrible bad luck. Yep. And I said it'd be like a guy getting hit by lightning one day and then getting up again tomorrow the next day and getting hit by light, lightning again. Yeah. That That's the equivalent of, of Samsung's bad luck with this product.
0: Because, as we said, the phone itself was not a fault, it was the battery. So, manufacturer A, manufacturer B, two different batteries, two different faults, mm-hmm. just freakish bad luck. But here's where Samsung, in my mind, stood up and proved themselves to be a very wise, mm-hmm. mature company. Absolutely. DJ Co stands up and goes, but we take responsibility. Yeah. Rather, rather than. Too.
1: First thing he said oh. was, we're sorry. Yeah. So they've and throughout this whole process, we should point out Samsung have had they've been transparent, they've been respectful to customers, they've really just owned the whole thing. Yeah. It's cost them six and a half billion dollars yeah. Yeah. for the recall, the redesign, everything that's gone on. Six and a half billion, and they're still saying, look, we're sorry, sorry to the telcos, sorry to the businesses, the retailers, and of course the customers.
0: And so he stands up and says, We accept responsibility because and you you alluded to this earlier. We set the specifications for the battery. We set the, so- the space. We decided how much space the battery would have and how big the battery would be and how much power should be in the battery. Yeah. And we they didn't say these words, but they basically
1: pushed the envelope too far without enough rigorous testing. Yeah. And essentially what I read from so? that, like, yeah. But look at the S7 and the S7 Edge released four months earlier five months earlier different battery capacities though yeah but it's still the design to, I understand that this competitive market every millimeter counts the designs important you're making use of every every bit of space inside the phone. Mm. Why didn't it happen with the S7 Edge and the S7? Because it was
0: just too close to the... Like, we're talking, again, millimetres, but they just yeah. didn't leave enough space, essentially. Yeah. And, and they said, look, uh, and there was a great graph that showed, uh, you know, the, the battery capacity of, of over the years and, and the battery life expectancy over the years and those things. And they basically showed that we, we're we're demanding more from our batteries. Now... Yes. With that said, uh, and I, I love the fact that they accepted re- responsibility and didn't go naming, you know, companies or something that no. might have been at fault right, um, that's great. And then they said, and I, to be honest, I don't want to go through their, their safety checks, but they're, they've they put in place a bunch of very smart things, eight-point safety check, that will mean that it should not happen again. We can't say won't, but it should not happen again. Yeah. X-raying batteries, triple-checking batteries, random testing of batteries. Charge,
1: discharge. A lot yeah, of yeah. stuff they're going to do. But also, too, they said they're going to appoint a group, a, 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 a group of, of uh, independent scientists mm. who are going to act as objective members of this panel. That was the bit where I went. Neh. Well, but but you you think about it. They are putting they are sort of saying, what we to prove that we safety is a number one priority for us from now on, which it always was, I guess." But we are going to let third party people in this group we formed be for provide the objective view to say right. So if someone out in this group says that this is we don't think this is going to be safe and they're all PhDs in material science and all this, right? So that that's another layer they've they've added there. Mm. They're also going to have people in charge of various components. So there's going to be a battery group, uh, a motherboard group, a screen group to make sure their bits of the phone comply, are safe, have been tested. So Samsung have kind of put themselves. They're going to give themselves a more rigorous development, manufacturing, safety processes. Now are in place. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Um, I think you and I would agree.
0: Samsung has held, handled this, and you mentioned it earlier. Amazingly, yeah, brilliant. Uh, from the first recall, from the way their Aussie executives have handled yep. the media, let alone the general public. I'd
1: go so far to say that this event, I think, won them back a lot of respect. Totally. Look, there was a. There was a look. The brand took a hit. And they hand during the time, you know, people were cracking jokes. Oh, is that one of those exploding phones? And the, all this, all this drama they went through. But I think they had the guts to stand up and say, "Yep, this is what happened. This is we take full responsibility. We apologise. And again, like I said, they have won the respect of customers again.
0: Here's the problem: I think they've won the respect of the media. I think they've won the respect of their loyal, most loyal customers. And you've mentioned to me earlier, you know, people on your Facebook page saying, "Bring back the note. I want yeah. it again." But, it's
1: coming back, mate. But, it's but coming mate, back.
0: But, mate, here's the problem. It hasn't done anything for their brand generally, right? So average punter in the street yeah. walking in to buy a new mobile phone is still has a tainted brand. They didn't sit and watch a yeah. one-hour press conference. They're not reading every article about this. They just know that Samsung made phones that exploded. And now with the overwhelming wealth of choice that's in the, in the telco market, plus yeah. the... I don't know, 100,000 negative advertisements a day on planes that says don't have a Samsung phone. These things are bad for Samsung and it's going to take more than just a press conference and a new phone in in March or April to recover from it.
1: You know what? I I can't completely agree with that. I think that the – and just going on the stats from this, right, I understand that of all the people – because, you know, they gave customers a choice, refund, replacement – my information is that eighty percent of customers chose a replacement device.
0: I've got no doubt about that. And
1: more than seventy-five percent of those customers chose an S7 or an S7 Edge. No doubt they about stuck that. Stuck with the brand. Others wanted a refund, which is their choice. But I think the 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 loyalty. I think from I understand what you're saying. Where the customers, the sort of the casual observer might think yeah, Samsung, yeah, not my cup of tea, but the customers who are involved with this who were affected by this are still loyal they're still hanging in there but and a, want a note 8 but again the note is
0: a tiny tiny product okay note compared to s7 In a year, I'm just going to throw a number out here, right, but Note sells 50,000 in the first week, S7 sells a million, right? It's a tiny, tiny product. So come April, May when S6 users, S5 users, whatever they are, are ready to renew their contracts and go into Telstra and get a new phone, Mm -hmm. mate, they've got Oppo, Huawei, uh, LG, Samsung and Google – as well as the obvious yeah. Apple now to choose oh, from. And I think escape. they're the people yeah. that will be most concerned about this new phone.
1: I, I agree with that, absolutely. Since 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 well do you gotta remember what's happened since Note Seven. So Note Seven happened April, August was the dramas happened in September, was cancelled, killed in October. In that time we saw iPhone seven and seven plus. Pixel, mm. and then all these other brands coming through with these just great value phones. Great story on a current affair the other day. But yeah, it was it's good.
0: good. Two was blokes talking.
1: The, so there's all this competition in the market now, and you're right. Samsung have got their work cut out for them. But what what's happened here? And I wrote a piece months ago saying what does Samsung need to do from now on? And point one was what happened on Monday. They have got to get up and say this is what happened. We take responsibility for it. It'll never happen again. They've ticked that box. Mm the next phase is what, the, what i described as sort of their rocky moment where they've got a it's not about how hard you hit but how hard you can get up after being hit uh, after taking a knock like this this is the neck their next challenge and with the s8 s8 edge due in 2 to 3 months in april mm. that's going to be the time when samsung will really be tested they'll got to they'll see just how good they uh, they are their marketing team is going to be challenged to win back the customers they may have lost. Yeah, I I think um, an
0: interesting move to push back the S8 from the traditional, you know, last three years they've been at Barcelona with everyone else announcing that phone. Um, They've pushed that back. They're not going to be there. LG will be, Oppo, Huawei, a bunch of other companies will do stuff there. And Samsung will do their own
1: thing in New York most likely. but, But Samsung will have, they will have, Presence at Mobile World Oh, of course, place. they'll, they'll be-, be there. They'll have a stand there. Yeah, but but what will be on it? Yeah, exactly. But another thing, just to before I forget, the like Co did uh, say a couple of things. Well, firstly, he said, "Well, we're going to leave more space around the battery." Remember, he mentioned yep, that yep. we're going to leave more space. So, to me, that leads me to think, well, in this competitive market where my mil- our phones are millimetre thinner than yours. Is that going to be Samsung's approach from now on? Are they going to yeah. think, well, you know what, let's make it a millimetre thicker just in case? Yeah, I think that, that's going to have, affect their design, their design culture maybe? Oh, I think absolutely. Oh, I think that Samsung phones won't radically change other than,
0: you know, screen stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think you're right. I, sorry, I think you're right. I don't think they'll get thinner. But I think Apple will be under pressure then when they do release a much thinner and different phone, will it be safe? There's a very interesting, you know, Counter question that's created by this Samsung drama
1: and also too, I think other companies would have looked with interest at this at oh, this yes. event. I think like even Apple would have thought right. they would have studied every minute of this because a, as we've described, the bad luck that they oh, got, my. this could have happened to anyone. Oh, this could have happened to Apple
0: oh.
1: it, it's it's just that, bl- that shocking bad luck that twice had happened to them if if that second battery, had, did not have the defect, Bingo. we wouldn't be talking here. We would, have, we would have forgotten about the Note 7 drama. It would have just been a product that's available today. But Samsung decided, no, nah, let's kill it, you know, just take the loss and move on. But I did read as well, DJ Coe, and he was sort of almost said, yes, we're going to bring back the Note. It's going to be better and safer than ever. So the Note brand I don't think is dead. Look, and I, I don't care either way. I just think it would have been a better strategy for them.
0: Again, not for the diehards but for the broader market. That's their issue is if they, if they keep looking at the diehards, they'll always bring it back. Yeah. But if you look at the broader market, they're better
1: off with an S8+. The, the broader market I think is looked after already. I think. Do you, do you think – in my eyes, I think not having another Note device – Especially after, look, they've come clean and it, 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 it was just the, the factory issues, defects, blah, blah, blah. So it not having a new note, I think, would be like almost admitting defeat. I think having getting back on the horse, getting up off the canvas, producing a better, safer product, I think is going to win a lot of respect.
0: Only time will tell. Yeah. Uh, details of Samsung's announcement and uh, subsequent uh, things they need to get done. TechGuy.com.au and EFTM.com.au
1: Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor and Stephen Well, it's back to school time. Yay! So are you happy about that? Your kids kids going back to school? I think my She's wife Amanda. is very happy. <laughs> yeah, well, I've only got one child that's still at school, so yeah, she'll be... Because uh, be you're an asleep. old man. Yeah. But uh, this, just in time for the back to school, uh, the kids heading back for another the year, the new school year, was some interesting information released by by Norton in in their their new cybersecurity report, and it involves cyberbullying. And here's a stat: this one stat that stood out for me was the fact that parents now expect, they think it's more likely that their child will be bullied online. Rather than in the playground,
0: oh, I I agree with you. That stat stands That's out. Alarming. But the more I think about it, doesn't surprise me because I think that in a world where uh, everything is reported and everything's videoed and everything's photoed and all that kind of stuff, mm, I think photo, it's uh, f- photograph, photograph, whatever. Good on you, I Lara. Think Lara, Lara a, yeah.
1: Stop video, stop video taking <laughs> me She "Video camera." <laughs>
0: <in>. <laughs> I think that in a in a schoolyard situation, um, there is actually less. Not, it's, it's still happening. Um, uh, as I said with the greatest respect uh, language-wise, kids can be assholes, okay? I've said yeah. that in my own podcast. Yeah. Um, and I think that's always going to be a challenge. School guard bullying will always happen. But cyberbullying is easier for a bully to do. Yeah. It, there's, there's no one looking at them when they do it. There's no one subjecting them to, to videoing them, them yeah. bullying a, a kid or something like that. Yeah, so cyberbullying, yes, exactly. They're, yeah. they're safe behind the keyboard, just like the idiots that make
1: comments on websites yeah, the, the um, anonymously, you know. So, so can I reckon these cyberbullies of today are the trolls of tomorrow? Do you think that's got to – like a parent's got to step in here, don't you think? A parent and, – and that's what I like about this report. It sort of made some recommendations about what – like looking for the signs that your child may be being cyberbullied. No, and may you you you're, oh, you're, mate, you're very good. quite old enough yet yeah, maybe Jackson when he starts high school mm. could could you know. hopefully won't won't suffer these effects but it is it is a really it is a really big problem. And look, and parents trying to communicate with a child of that age, trying to get them to look to to talk about the thing. Just to talk about it is difficult, but trying to find out or detect if it's happening is also tough
0: and that's why and I was asked this on the radio last night because I was talking about this in great detail and someone said it's kind of really good of Norton to be doing this you know it's it's, because I said look let's be clear they've got a product that can help with these things in terms of like web filtering and stuff like that there's a bunch of things they do but this this isn't about promoting a product this is about um, promoting awareness and um, you know they talk about you know thirty eight percent of parents actually choose to check their child 's browser history thirty six percent allow access to only certain websites so there 's a bit of that going on, but at no no point is it you know a high enough level to really you know, help with the cyberbullying problem. Yeah. But the bottom line is it always comes back to, and I can remember, mate, it's got to be eight, nine years ago, my first conversation in this space with, you know, a, a McAfee or someone like that in the world talking about the fact that we can have all the software in the world, but if the parents aren't talking, exactly. it's never going to get fixed, right? It's all about communication. Now, I said on the show the other morning, do you know what? Um, I'm lucky and, and the young kid, parents of the youngest kids are actually lucky because we can grow up with this technology, mm-hmm. and hopefully, it's not not a guarantee, but hopefully, work closer with it. But you know, you grew up, uh, your kids grew up in an era where this stuff just happened, and, just and you up. had to yeah. catch up. You know, the parents of teenagers today are the are in the most difficult position, yeah. and hopefully, it will get easier for parents. But the so number easy, one thing is conversations. Mean,
1: but easy, you mean in terms of getting get, knowing the device, knowing what what filters you can put on, knowing what you can do, get involved. That's it's right. It's not it's not just a matter of saying, oh, "Were you bullied today?" Get in and and get involved. Yeah. To look, make sure their devices are safe. Their their filters are on that you want to apply you know, to them. Yeah, he's only ten, but yeah.
0: Jackson will hand over his device at a second's notice when I when I ask him to, yeah. um, and he knows that. Like he, so this is a kind of really cool thing. But Jackson's not allowed to stay up for my radio show, so he to, he, yeah. he podcasts it right. Uh-huh. So. He, he's older than the other kids, so he, st- he stays Which up a bit kids later.
1: cared what I did on the yeah, radio no, and, well, I, was, I was, read my website.
0: I, I kind of got little goosebumps because I thought it was good really – I came mate. out and he was listening to my podcast of the radio That's show, right? Support. Now – um he's not allowed to have iPad time at night but he's mm-hmm. he's older so he, you know he doesn't he can get started a little bit yeah. so he's sitting there listening via a Bluetooth speaker mm-hmm. and he knows that when uh, when he puts his iPad back I'm going to go and double click home and I'm going to check yeah. what he's looked at I'm going to I am going to check what he's been doing because he's not allowed
1: this is not about cyberbullying no. this is about rules Absolutely you're a great He's example. growing up like that You're a very good example of someone who's taking the trouble taking the responsibility, that's part of being a parent today. Part of being a parent in 2017, whether your kids are 5 or 25, is ensuring that they're protected as best you can in terms of all your filters and everything you got to do, but also them knowing the rules, knowing that Saying saying something nasty about someone online is not acceptable. That's it. This is the thing that some parents who, yeah, and look, uh, we we all know, we all see it, parents just handing off a phone to their kid in the cafe while they're having a chat with their mates, giving them the iPad to shut them up, they're not really taking the care they should no. with looking at what their kids are looking at, seeing what their kids are doing, how it's affecting other people. And this is what frightens me. And I'm being genuine here. This frightens me because
0: I, I was at the Castle Towers Apple Store three times last week because Jackson, twice, because Jackson went to it's a coding, coding class, right? Yeah. It was called Apple Camp, an hour and a half per day um, with a couple of his mates. Uh, I went two of the days and he had to sit and you know supervise basically. Yeah. So I'm sitting there with my Mac just doing some work, kid next to me on a Mac, playing a game. Shoot 'em up game 2 which just bugs me. I don't I'm not a big fan of you know, 12 year olds, 13 year olds yeah. playing shoot 'em ups, but okay. that's that's my that's my thing if okay. his parents are okay with it whatever. Yeah. But mate, the things really loud and he played for an hour and a half. His dad Seriously? sat next to him and said, "Mate, come on, we got to go." Come on, for 40 minutes. And this kid told him to get effed. Like, he was so rude, mate. I wanted to grab that kid in a headlock and say, mate, do you not understand what this bloke... Oh, mate. And so I looked at him and went, if this guy doesn't have control of him in an Apple store, what control's going on at home? And unfortunately... I'm not don't saying that kids you. are lost cause, but that's what happens with, yeah. with kids if they don't have that you know, conversation from the start, parental control yes. and parental conversations. You know,
1: like and this could turn into two blokes talking parenting, right? We've but, talked about that being it, a podcast it, spin-off. It is, and we could easily do it. But I think, yeah, you want to be your kid's friend, but first and foremost you've got to be their kid's mother or father. That's it. You know, Yeah, you can be a mate. Do that later. But first of all, ensure that they're – They know the rules. They know the limits because kids kids will test limits. That's part of what being a kid is. This is part of the deal now. We live in the 21st century where kids could probably do without oxygen better than they could do without a device. So really we need parents. If you're listening, we do need you to take responsibility. That's part of parenting in this day and age, is not just making sure your kids are home on time and that there's dinner on the table. This is part of how they're going to grow up, how they're going to they're going to socialise with people, how they're going to treat people, treat people how you like to be treated, whether it's in the real world or online. Two dads talking parenting. I mean, sorry, two blokes talking tech.
0: We live in a world where our connected devices have become an indispensable tool in our lives. Introducing the new Netgear Nighthawk X10 Smart Wi-Fi Router. Built with the latest Wi-Fi technology, the X10 allows users to get the fastest Wi-Fi speeds on multiple devices simultaneously and is perfect for 4K streaming. Virtual reality and super-fast data transfer is all perfect on the X10. The X10 features the latest in AC and AD, um, a network technology allowing users to wirelessly transfer data at 4.6 gig a second. This means your 4K video will take seconds, not minutes to transfer. The Netgear Nighthawk X10 smart Wi-Fi router is also built to meet the needs of today's connected home. From connected deadbolts, smart lights, Arlo Wi-Fi cameras to the four powered active antennas reduce interference and intelligently direct Wi-Fi across large distances. The Nighthawk X10 is the first router with the Plex media server built in. Plex organises all of your video, music and photo collections and gives you instant access to your content using an always-on router. While Wireless, wirelessly stream 4K video to any device, jitter-free for the ultimate family movie night, the Nighthawk X10 from Netgear. It's a smart router that contains quad-core processor for unparalleled speed and power to keep up with your fast-paced lifestyle. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Netgear Nighthawk X10, the world's fastest Wi-Fi router. Stephen, yours is in the boot of my car.
1: Don't forget to give it to me. <laughs>
0: Now this was an interesting one to me during the week. I got an uh, email from the CSIRO and A who invented Wi-Fi. Did good you know on that? them. Did you know that? Well, they have a unit Aussie called invention. Data sixty-one. Okay. And uh, this oh, is a Data sixty-nine. No, Data sixty-one, <laughs> Stephen. Um, by the way, Jackson listens to two boys talking tech. I've put it in his podcast app. So, hi, son. Uh, we'll explain in about eight
1: years. <laughs> what that
0: means, okay? Stop it. <laughs> well, anyway, the CSIRO's Data sixty-one is a uh, data analytics unit doing investigations into data security and all these different things. Anyway, they did, along with the University of New South Wales, Berkeley, and all these other places, they did a study of 283 Android-based VPN apps. And Do you know what they found? They're crap.
1: Malware all over them.
0: Malware, or or a malvertising presence, as they call it, in 38% 38 of them. 84% of them leaked traffic. Um, eighteen percent of them don't even encrypt traffic. I mean, it's stunning.
1: But isn't a VPN supposed to give you some some bit of protection? That's, That's the, the point, a VPN, right? VPNs, virtual private network, isn't that supposed to sort of give you a bit of a bit of cover?
0: It's meant, as I described uh, recently, you're sitting in a cafe and you want security from all the people around you on the same Wi-Fi network. Yeah. You use a VPN to create a secure tunnel where your data can be sent out of the cafe to the to the destination securely. Yes. If 18% don't even encrypt traffic, people beware, be warned,
1: and take note, you should check the VPN app you're using. Because there is, I do know that uh, Norton has a Wi-Fi privacy app. Mm. So that the, a VPN created by a security company, will that would be secure VPN.
0: Would... Oh, and, and look, the question I had for the CSRI guy was, <clears throat> is there a list? I mean, can I give people a list of the good apps yeah. and the bad ones? He didn't have a specific list. Many of them have been removed by Google Play since they did this research. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, you get what you pay for. Yeah. So if you've got a free VPN app, or a two dollar VPN app. Trust me, it's crap.
1: It's like, it's like people. How many emails do you get a day? People saying, "What's a good free secure internet security software?" <laughs> yeah, I, I, I say, write back. There
0: is no such thing. I as write back. Crazy.
1: Return to sender.
0: Address yeah. unknown.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you need exactly what you said though. You get what you pay for. It's free for a reason because it's no good. It is,
0: and so just be warned if you've got an Android phone and a VPN app. What about Google Ads? I mean, um, it's hilarious sometimes to see what Google <laughs> serves up as advertising on, at- on on EFGM, the The ad on the on the page where this story is says uh, is yes. for the best VPN for Android. I'd love to, to Express we VPN. It? We should we should check to see whether they meet the criteria set of the CSIRO. Send an invoice. Set an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> Two blokes talking tech.
1: Okay, we've just found out about the new beta, the iOS 10.3, which has been released to developers, the, the beta version, And there's some interesting little improvements. Yes. To be clear, iOS,
0: if if you've got a phone, there's a a new one, iOS 2.1 or 10.2.1. That's just a security update, a bunch of really great things that's available now. 10.3 has just been released to developers and will soon be in public beta. Probably won't be available for a month or two to the general public.
1: Five to six weeks. This is the one that has some pretty cool... Improvements. Yes, it does, and one of them is uh, a quirky little feature. And we we do know that Apple recently released the AirPods. The AirPods are those wire-free buds. That I don't know. You, you were you saying that you? I, I like to wear them, and I look I stupid. Criticize, wearing them. You criticize me for wearing them, but uh, I, I don't think I criticized like you. I didn't like criticize. It. You said you look stupid. <laughs> okay, terrific. <laughs> that's not criticizing. <laughs> okay, but anyway, if you lose one, say you 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 dropped it in your house, or you can't find it. The iOS 10.3, like the Find My, or in, within the Find My phone app, is now a Find My AirPod section. So you can actually send a sound to the AirPod so you can hear it and help you locate it within your house. If it's located, obviously, within the wide range of Bluetooth, I think it's up to about 30 meters, I think, for an AirPod. Yeah. But if it's outside the Bluetooth range, it'll tell you the last known location.
0: And essentially, um, I don't want to downplay Apple's amazing innovation, but it's like tile. Okay, yep. those tiles, that's what they do. They've got a Bluetooth uh, emitter in them and that's how the phone knows where they are because the stronger the signal, the closer it is. There's a lot of those on the
1: market and if, and if you're – tip for listeners, if you're a forgetful person who sometimes leaves the keys behind or maybe their phone behind somewhere yeah. – you can buy these products, they're, they're pretty inexpensive. Where you can have one on your key ring and then the mm. app on your phone, and if they're separated, if their Bluetooth link is broken, you get an alert. So if you've walked out of a cafe and left your phone behind, you'll get an alert. But just to a explain top, how they work. Top tech tip. And I'll give
0: you another yeah. top tech tip. Make sure you replace them when the batteries die. Absolutely. Amanda lost the keys to the Commodore the other day. Oops. She did. goes, Oh, can't you just find it with a tile? I went, Yeah, battery died. Because they were, like, two <laughs> years old. So you've got to buy a new yeah. one every couple of years. But anyway, so our AirPods, AirPods are now um, findable using Find My Phone. The other yeah. cool feature is, frankly, a little bit long overdue, not the specific feature, but the work that they're doing with Siri. So yeah. they've introduced a partnership or a database that Siri can now access with the ICC and the Indian Premier League for cricket. So you can now ask Siri questions about cricket. Now, But here's the thing, though. Will it be ready by the end of the cricket
1: season? I don't know. <laughs> but this will be, be ready fun. for the IPL, well, though? The, the Indian Premier League, yeah, you're right. And, and uh, I think that in the US, Siri's right up to date with all the scores yeah. and the sports, and it's great to see that's finally come to Australia. Uh, I think there is a fair bit of league information already available, but good to see that cricket is also going to get covered. I'm going to ask
0: Siri, I'm going to say, hey, Siri, is cricket boring?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Is that how you feel? Is it okay? Yeah, that's okay. Well, you're, you're entertained by cricket? I don't, I don't mind cricket. I, I, I can I can watch cricket. I wouldn't, to I wouldn't watch cricket. I couldn't. I wouldn't say it's my favourite sport. Especially but, the last uh, twenty
0: minutes. That's when it's good. Let me know when yeah. when it's down to the wire. Like or I'll the bar- watch anything.
1: It's like a basketball game. Close basketball game. The last two minutes are the best two minutes to watch, aren't they? Like you're gonna watch four quarters. Yeah. they are a point Le, about- Le Mans twenty four hour twenty three hours too long. There you go. Okay. <laughs> two blokes. So maybe Shuri will cover them as well. <laughs>
0: two blokes talking tech. And just finally, uh, because we're talking Apple, um, nice little feature they released uh, just this week on I- on Apple Music is one hundred top one hundred Australian songs. Now, in no to-
1: particular order, is it correct? It's, it's not 100 a one hundred songs. Yep. Okay, it's not a countdown.
0: No, and, and let's be clear: this is not um, a computer generated list, and w- people don't realise this. There's actually people that work for Apple Music here in Sydney at the Apple headquarters, and their job is to curate playlists. So they have weekly, daily sets of playlists, and this one was curated by that team probably over a period of time, and it's basically a 100 different songs, all Australian artists. Different eras. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I mean, the Seekers are on there, for Christ's sake, I'm because I've been listening to this for two days now, and I'm listening this morning. You've got bloody like K-San, you've got Icehouse, Electric Blue, and then you've got The Carnival's Over by the Seekers. So it's a bit diverse. Yeah. What if about, it's on shuffle. What about Jay Farnham, mate? Uh, mate, if you, if you play it through in the curated order, you'll find the third last song is John Farnham, You're the Voice, um, which followed Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House. And following Farnsey is You Shook Me All like Night Long, by ACDC, and then K-San, Cold Chisel. Farnsey here on Two Likes Talking Tech. <laughs> Giddy up.
1: So, Love look, at that. 100
0: songs. I've got to stop
1: it before a- we got to pay a fee. Isn't yeah,
0: it? <laughs> 100 songs, a great way yeah, to he's, he's one of my enjoy ones. your Australia Day
1: Barbie, I reckon, don't you reckon? Absolutely. This is a cracker too. You remember this song, yeah. mate? Yeah. I'll be what were you doing when this song came out, mate? You are probably, probably in, like, second class? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know what you were doing. <laughs> That's gold. <laughs> How that. Now, this is... And this, of course, is available. If you're an Apple Music customer, you can hear these. And you can shuffle them, add them as your playlist. And the thing about the playlist is you can shuffle it, but it's
0: actually uh, designed to be played from start to finish as well. So they yeah. curate stuff like a radio station curates stuff. Midnight oil. Mate, get rid Can't of this bloke. Have
1: you. Midnight Oil. This gr- you. Know, yeah, great up, until he joined up, the up, Labor Peter Party. <laughs> Apart from him joining the Labor Party, Midnight Oil, killing it. Empire of the Sun, another favourite of mine, are on there as well. Walking on a dream, very good song. I actually saw Walk uh, Empire of the Sun in concert. Bit of trivia for you. Yeah. Saw them in concert yeah, the in Bill December. Graham, the yeah. Bill Graham Civic Auditorium, at the same place where Apple had their events. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I knew you'd be. Mate, here's. Oh, I've heard the story before,
0: but yeah. Yeah. our listeners will be very interesting. Here's my
1: fave. I don't think I got the sound on. Mate, this is a good song. Stupid touch bar. Love the, the boy had a chance, a chance with someone like. Some
0: Good Ivor Davies there. Anyway, Two Blokes Talking Music, uh, the Apple Music uh, Top 100 Songs playlist is available now. You can just search Top 100 Australian Songs in your Apple Music or you can go to our website. You'll have the link Absolutely. up shortly. Uh, EFTM.com.au and techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes
1: Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen
0: Fenwick. Episode 284, thanks for listening. We're wrapping it up now with Stephen's Minute Reviews. And honestly, Stephen, I do. I am very
1: disappointed in you. What's that? Why aren't you wearing this stupid thing? Because it's hundred degrees today. Well, imagine wearing it yesterday, I would have died wearing this yesterday. This what we're talking about is. A I'll tell you how you. Vest. I'll tell
0: you what you won't die. You won't die wearing this in America because it's a bulletproof vest. Well, if you bad. have your MacBook and all, like we're talking yeah. about, a vest that can take all your devices, yes. well, it true. would it would be yeah. impenetrable.
1: It, exactly right. Well, the jacket that I that I received to, that I, I reviewed, I uh, was wearing it at CES. I was also wearing it while I was traveling within the US was the Scott E vest enforcer jacket now up front i 'll tell you that the, the they 're obviously going to have pockets for all your gadgets and i 'll explain how much stuff I fit in it, but there are also pockets for your gun as well <laughs> gun, in either on either side you can have your you can have a concealed carry space for your gun and room for your, for your ammunition clips as well, which was a worry. But American American customers are loving it. But the actual uh, jacket itself, the uh, Enforcer, has room, and I've put a picture on Tech Guide. I could carry in the jacket my 15-inch MacBook Pro, my 12.9-inch iPad Pro, my e my e-reader, my uh, two phones, head earphones, a water bottle, a pen, a business card holder, sunglasses and much more there was room for have more. Have you never heard of a backpack? Well, I have heard of a backpack, but look, and it's very rare of course you're going to be carrying all that stuff at the same time. But if you do if you want to carry an iPad with you for example, maybe it's a a, a maybe a mini or the, the 9.7 inch model, this can take it and you wouldn't even no one would know you've got it in your pocket. So it's great if you want to carry maybe a spare battery for your phone, a lot of people do that, but they don't, they don't want to carry a bag or they don't want to sort of bulk up their their uh, pants pockets with them. The Scotty vest allows you to do that, and what I found really handy is when you're traveling. So when my, the when, when I was tra- uh, traveling from Vegas to LA, for example, on the plane you want to you want to get your stuff out. You want to maybe read read something or watch something on your iPad. So rather than getting on the plane, stopping at my seat, going through my bag, pulling out all my stuff before I get into my seat. All that stuff was already in my jacket, and I could just put my bag in the overhead locker, and without it holding anyone up that was waiting behind me to get into their seat. So, if you if you travel a lot, if you love your gadgets with you as well, the Scotty vest is worth it. Look, they're not cheap; they're, they're it's three hundred and sixty US dollars, I think, at the moment, and on special from four seventy five. But any good outerwear that you buy, and, and I've got to say, the quality is really good you can you can uh, you, you can even unzip the sleeves you want to just wear it as a vest but any any decent jacket you buy will cost you 2 to 300 dollars anyway and if you want to go a bag a bag's going probably going to cost you 100 150 dollars as well so i think when you consider that and what it can carry it's not about investment
0: <laughs> i'm just i'm <laughs> still uh, i need to see people using them in the real world uh, I did. i saw the plenty. Scott Evest uh, check it out at techguide.com.au <laughs> And uh, we're gonna round it out with some awesome cases. I, I used a um, an Element case on the iPhone SE for like two months after IFA in Berlin. An unbelievable
1: design, quality, great cases. Well, these these cases, uh, I've got, there's a new lineup here. There's the Solace LX, there's the Sector and there's the CFX. And there's also another one, I think it's, uh, I can't remember the name of the fourth one, but that'll be on, on Tech Guide as well. But just in general about the cases, they are high quality cases. They start at $59.95 all the way up to $250. These are like the Rolls Royce of cases. If you, and they only make cases for iPhones too, I should add. If you Wanna take care of your phone, but want to look good doing it. The element cases allow you to do that. They're made of really high quality materials. There are even cases that you need to actually, there's a little mini screwdriver set inside it so you can actually lock your phone into the case so to make it even more secure. So there, there's and the different materials they use, there's carbon fiber, there's leather. They look terrific. So I I describe one of them, especially, especially the sector. To me, it looks a little bit like a Ferrari, don't you think? Like there's the colours and the yeah. and the material. That looks like a Ferrari uh, kind of design. Yeah. it's got a carbon fibre back. It's got uh red metal sides. It's a beautiful yeah. case. And the the case I'm using right now is a, it's like bright enough to be a witch's hat, but it's a, it's a nice orange case. Yeah. But it is secure. I've dropped this a few times in this case and uh, picked it up without a crack screen. Stop dropping your phones. Thankful. I, I very rarely do that, but. It's good to know that I've got some protection. But the Element cases, they range in it's price. There's two blokes out. talking parenting again. 59 59.95 to 250 The 250 case uh, has not only the case itself, there's a clip for your belt. There's also a bag for your case as well. So you get a lot for your money. Uh, but what you are guaranteed is excellent protection for your iPhone.
0: Element cases available now uh, distributed through the great people at STM and you'll have details at techguide.com.au. Two
1: tech. You're listening to two blokes talking tech. With
0: Stephen well that's a wrap 284 in the can we'll do it all again next week with more tech news information reviews and uh information guides from us here uh you'll find steven's information at techguide.com.au all of my stuff at eftm.com.au you can chat to us anytime on twitter at Fennick with a ph at trevor long uh and use the ziggy zaggy hashtag so that we can uh Know that you're a two blokes talking
1: tech listener. Before we sign off, I just want to just quickly mention that uh, the the name for episode eight, Star Wars, has been revealed. Oh, I, I knew I knew how excited what about you, you got were through without putting that in the rundown. Well, uh, I thought I thought, thought we'd finish did off. You with see this. my tweet? I did see your tweet. <laughs> And there was one of our one of our readers actually contacted me on Twitter about that. Rob said, uh, "Yeah, you're dead to me." you say. saying, <laughs> and "I said, look, my, my answer was, look, you know, not everyone can like Star Wars, but usually the intelligent and articulate people among us do like Star Wars." But yeah, sure. it's, uh, yeah, the the Last Jedi is the the title for Episode Eight, and I could do a whole podcast on the whole meaning of the title there, but I won't right now. Maybe Who's dying, who that? dies in it? I don't think. Hopefully, nobody dies in it because here's the thing, Jedi. Is is that plural or singular? That's the big thing we're talking about. The last Jedi could mean the last number of Jedi. Jedi is could be plural as well as being singular. Just keep bit of food for thought for our Star Wars fans out there, and I know there are plenty. Maybe not you, but our listeners, but certainly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, I Ever fell asleep. No. We're we still Ever talking. No. Oh, okay, good. Three hundred and twenty four sleeps oh. to go. <laughs> that was a good power nap. Two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Finnick.